By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are Aka Awesome. We are Pitches. Are you ready? For episode 29 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, Yo where the, the captions, captions at? at? Yo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where no, the captions you're at? Mm-hmm. Where the captions you're at? Mm-hmm. Where the captions mm-hmm. at? Mm-hmm. 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 That's why you want man band. Multifaceted. Can do a little bit of this. No. As always, guys, guess what? I'm yours truly, Kels for Show, aka He's a Hunter. Oh, Join with me shit. always is my bro host. The emo kid in the streets, Roscoe Tinkoya. Yes, Hello, yes, folks. y'all. Yeah, and joining us always, my right hand guy, my brown man that understand the round mouth. Something else, I'm gonna edit. Uh, well, I'm not gonna edit this out, but, but he's will. gonna edit it out because he's Come our on, editor. Freddie Benson. Yeah, that boy Daniel, Daniel. with the <laughs> D. Daniel, I'm keeping all of this in. All right, all right. Cool. Um, just, hello, everyone. Just want to say, don't sing too much of the songs because we don't have license. Oh, too I bad. know. I know, I know all about not having licenses, but one thing I do have a license <laughs> in, and that's a license to chill, baby. And joining us today is one of our great friends, one of the goodest, goodest is not a word, but I'm going to say it, one of the most well-balanced. She's welcomed us into our home on many a drunken nights and on multiple occasions. If you've been a fan or follow me and Ross Snapchats, anytime you see us randomly singing Mo Wanna or some weird-ass white people music at 3 a.m. in the morning, She's oh, responsible. This is, this is where we're at. No, we're we go into a Disney session, and then next thing you know, we're told to play music, and we go into our white music, and it alters from yeah, alternative rock to to eighties rock to, to. Then you don't even get to see our clothes pop. When them hoes come out, you know it's out there <laughs> popping. But that guess is none other than Amber. Ooh, hey guys, what's up? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's another day, baby. It's another day. So, let's get this show on a roll. And always, if you're a first-time listener, hopefully after this, you can come back and become a captioner. That's what we yay, decided yay. to name our fans. And if you don't know how we start the show, we started off with Yo, What's Poppin'? And that's where we go around and talk about headlines in the world of pop culture. And what we're going to start this session off with today is wrestling. And you know we always started off with wrestling. So, over the weekend, we've had two pay-per-view-esque events. One from WWE featuring uh, not their main roster, but NXT where they had five matches, all the titles were on the line, and then just an extra special match. None of the none of the champions lost their belts, so Damian Priest is still champion, Io Shirai is still champion, uh, Finn Balor is still champion. Honestly, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly might be the new best match of the year contender because that shit was dope. And was it regular Finn Balor or was he the monster? No, he's uh, the Prince Finn Balor now. He's oh, he's low-key he's low going into the Prince form, but without being called the Prince, he's basically his bullet club. I'm always stunned. Everybody has to look to me. I came back to NXT to but make did NXT did they have shine. to clear that shit with Prince's estate? 
does he have the right to No, he doesn't call right? himself the prince, though. This isn't like in New Japan where he calls himself the prince. He, We just, us indie wrestlers know that this is the prince persona. Word. But um, Velveteen Dream lost his match and might be written off with an injury as well as, what's the last match? I forgot what the last time. So is that injury was. in story or did he actually get injured? It's gonna probably be in story because of who how the match and the person he wrestled with, which is a technician, and he attacked him again, like after the match. But um the real key points is Ember Moon is back from her maybe eight month to a year Achilles injury, and she went back to NXT and That's what's up. Uh, so she's gonna probably be compete, competing for Io Shirai as well as Tony Storm made her uh, announcement that she's leaving NXT UK to come to NXT US or just regular old NXT as well as uh, Adam Cole ended up well the end of the night Adam Cole ended up being attacked by a new wrestler from the UK scene I forgot what his name is so uh. Undisputed errors, wondering what the heck happened, and might be setting up a whole mat, a whole feud with that. And on the other note, the other pay per view was a TNA Victory Road, which I did not watch and found out literally Saturday more, uh, Sunday morning, and did not feel like going to watch that because. So I did they have stuff. to beat the Elite Eight before they got to Victory Road, or was that just? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick. Nah, but. No, Victory Penis Road. Is Victory Road technically is their fast lane. Word. So Victory Road is their last pay per view before their uh, Slammiversary. Where, if y'all haven't been listening, I announced two weeks ago where The Rock will make his first ever non WWE debut because he will be inducting Ken Shamrock into the Hall of Fame via mm. a Zoom video. Word. Amber, favorite wrestler all time. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I, I used to watch it with my brother. Don't remember a ton of it. Um, who's the guy that did a bunch of cocaine? All of them? Oh, no. The infamous one. The ultimate, ultimate one. Savage. Savage. Randy Savage. Oh, there we okay. go. I'll take Randy Word. Savage for the win. Macho Man. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Baby. Exactly. You can never go wrong with Randy Savage. But <laughs> on that other reminder, we did forget to give out an RIP to uh, Animal from uh, The Road Wars. He did pass away last week. Yeah, he did. Hmm. At the age of 60, I believe. RIP to Animal. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all the wrestling outside of, you know, the usual. Like I told y'all, it's probably on day five or six of the, in the G1 Classic. So uh, they're still like 18, well, not 18, but... 20 more days left in that before we find out who wins that, and I'm not going to announce that until the score brackets get closer. Word. Speaking of classics, did you watch The Craft growing up, Amber? Uh, I actually just saw The Craft for the first time. Oh! Oh, my God. Well, better late (laughs) than never. That was one of my sister and my um, personal favorite movies growing up as kids was The Craft for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. Just being in Georgia, being black. I don't know why we love watching this movie a bunch of little white girls and their black friend <laughs> dealing witchcraft because especially being from the south we don't fuck with that witchery shit. and yeah. shit but we love that fucking music and over um music this that movie but over this week they have released the trailer for the new I one the that. craft legacy mm-hmm. through Bloomhouse. yes 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 that's why Bloom i'm House, actually... my fault Bloomhouse. yeah yeah my uh co-worker is the one that showed it to me during quarantine 
at work, and he told me they're making a second one. Word. Or, yeah, second one. A continuation. So hopefully yep. it's like a trilogy. Because I thought it was supposed to get a CW rebooted series, which maybe it still might. Or maybe this is the treatment they decide not to go with with, with CW. So it's like, all right, we're gonna just take it, go to Blumhouse, mm-hmm. and turn it into a movie. And I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of craft fans are like scoffing at it, but I'm just like, it's new day, it's new age. Goth girls are still around, but there's a new generation. Like everybody doesn't have to look spooky to be spooky. Mm-hmm. And magic just doesn't fuck with you because you look like you're into it. Like it's all about that energy inside you. So yeah, definitely yeah. look forward to that. And another right. cool thing too is it looks like just three girls that are from three different groups of uh, high school society, but yet they're all friends and they just get they get one more to become their fourth in the covenant, and the fourth looks like. The t- typical loner new student. They bring him into the bring her into the group. She becomes the more gothiest girl, and they all kind of follow lead. But she has more of the powers. But I can't wait to see it. Word. And speaking of movies, there's been big, a lot of big comic book news that come out as far as the MCU is concerned. Yes. yes. For example. Amon Villani has been cast as Miss Marvel, for those mm-hmm. out there that are familiar with Marvel comics. It's not Captain Marvel's daughter. She's a Muslim, and she's uh, one of her biggest um, heroes is Captain Marvel. That's why she takes on the moniker of Miss Marvel in the comic books. If you play the Avengers, the Avengers game that just came out, she's the focal point of that, and she's been a long-time um, fan favorite for the new generation of comic book fans and for the older ones because yeah, she still I'm has... Old, she's one of my fan favorites. Yeah, because she has this highest-selling graphic novel of the last decade. I got that issue number one, day one, baby. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Kamala Khan, she's a dope character. She's definitely what the world needs right now. Hell yeah. And also, Jamie Foxx will be back as Electro in Spider-Man 3. I don't know how he worked that magic, but hey... It shocked everybody. Pun very much intended. And the fact of the matter is, he kind of spilled the beans because we're already getting hints that we're going to get some type of uh, Spider-Verse live action crossover with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the Doctor Strange into the uh, Multiverse of Madness movie. But now it's basically being confirmed. Whatever happens, that film is going to carry over into Spider-Man 3 and Jamie will be back as that that Electro. Now, my question is, will he be back same aesthetically or would they revamp his visuals because my main issue with his character in the movie was not the fact it was jamie Foxx, it was the fact that they went from goofy awkward guy to now i'm a dark menacing villain when they should have made him the weird dark um solo character from jump street so when he did turn evil he already was there now he had the power to take it out on Spider-Man instead of him being goofy and like, oh, Spider-Man, my best friend, I've got cake and we're going to eat it. He doesn't know who I am. Of course not. You're nobody. Why would Spider-Man know who you are? But <laughs> that goes into a whole nother thing. And also you could get more into, if they would have played that series, you could get more into the psyche of somebody that suffers from being isolated. And that's the thing too, a lot of people are dealing with now with the whole COVID of being a loner inside a lonely situation. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. This whole pandemic, I've been talking to pictures of Andrew Garfield on my wall. I know. Yeah, it's fine. I've, I've been there. That wasn't wet fluid, but whatever that was on the wall, shit. Do you, boo. Do you. Because <laughs> you're more like Tobey Maguire because you just make your shit organically, I guess. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
And also over the week, um, speaking of the TV side of things, Chris Rock hosted um, the season premiere of SNL with musical guest Megan Thee Stallion. I didn't watch the whole thing because me and SNL, I watch it here and there depending on the host is. And normally when there's a black host, that's one I watch. Go figure. And those are usually the better ones and have the highest ratings. Chris Rock came out, did his thing. You know, he made some jokes about the current situation with the president. It's all in jest, but at the same time. If a man can joke about people being dead, why can't we make a joke about him possibly getting sick and dying for some shit, too? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, everything's a joke until it's not a joke. I'm going to have to agree with that one. <laughs> I mean, he made a joke about COVID, and now he has COVID. And if y'all haven't heard, now since he's at medical read, he's been at the greatest school and now has the knowledge to know about this. Unlike them book reading schools. Yes, he called it book reading schools. And that's the thing, too. It's so funny about it. It's like, it's almost so funny you can't even make a joke about it because it's there. It's like, why are you going to, like, it's, it's, it's just too, it's too meta. It's too surreal. And I'm about to say it. The Simpsons did it. So I don't know if it's going to come to fruition or not, but, like. <laughs> After seeing that picture of the Simpsons showing the secret agent in front of the casket, I'm just like, the yeah. only, ah. And. Also, if he lose, it might happen. And just to say this too is like, I can make fun of somebody all I want to. I could criticize somebody for how they handle their job and their professionalism, or lack thereof, all day, all day long, without wishing death upon them. Because I don't wish death upon nobody. But I can make a joke. I can critique you for what you do as a living individual. And so far, not that good of a job. And speaking of the, the doing good jobs, speaking of somebody that always delivers a great job, South Park dropped their pandemic special oh over the week, gosh. and it was amazing. Great, it's South Park. Great. So many good callbacks. Exactly. Even like, callbacks to even, like, three seasons ago. Like, literally, it was like, oh, y'all gonna bring Mickey Mouse back? <laughs> you are fucking the back? <laughs> <laughs> I literally forgot they went to China. I know. They did the whole thing. That shit was fucking awesome. And they was like, oh, guess what? We did went to China, and guess what we did? All this other stuff. All that other stuff. It might be the right... It might, maybe integrity is the solution for everything. And speaking of Matt Stallion, because she did perform on SNL, like I just mentioned, and she had a very powerful uh, message with some of her songs. You know, like, Breonna Taylor, rest in power, rest in peace, girl. And she brought to attention, like, you know, sometimes your skin folk ain't your kin folk, and we really need to start protecting... Black women, black men, and just people in general. For all the All Lives Matter people out there, it wouldn't be an issue if all lives truly matter and we were created equal under the laws of the government. So it is what it is. You can argue with it, you can't, but at the end of the day, if you're arguing with me about how somebody that's shot in their own home, there's no repercussions for that action. There's an issue with you and not what happened and occurred. And please don't tell me just because... So-and-so that lived in the place selling drugs justify for her to get shot up. She was asleep, as stated. It's still somebody getting shot into their house. And as we know, all they all these cops had to do was their basic research was to check a name before they went out. Exactly. For the warrant. All it just takes is a little compassion. That's all. Just imagine it was done to you. That's all we're trying to say. And like I said, and with that being said, Matt DeStallion actually dropped a new single over the weekend. It's called Don't Stop featuring Young Thug. Also, um, Julia Michaels dropped a new song, Lie Like This. My boy Lupe Fiasco dropped a new track with, side tra- with soundtrack called Oh Yes. And the girl Demi 
that whole little snack Lovato dropped a new single called Still Have Me. And as always, you can find all those songs on YWDCA 10th because this is October. This is the 10th month. And mm. this is the 10th playlist of the year. And like always, the Gorillas dropped a new single this week featuring Elton John and uh, and Black, as well as a music video, Pink Phantom. It's not that I mean, it's great. It's the Gorillas. Were and um, Bryson Taylor dropped Anniversary, his new album after a long stint uh, uh, of relaxing and just you know getting his mind him. right and handling business. And then my favorite K-pop group, Blackpink, dropped yeah, a new yeah. album. New girls it. is bopping. They are bopping and ain't stopping anytime soon. They also had a little like YouTube special on release leading up to the debut of her, their new single and music video. And I'm be honest, I'm low key jealous that they're not getting the BTS treatment. As meaning, they ain't got a video game. They ain't got like three video games out yet, mobile games, or none of that. I'm waiting for them to get their big pop. Word. They could get it. Like, I see it happen, happening sooner than later. And also, the boy, none other than Sir 21 of Savage, mm. dropped his new album, Savage Mode 2, produced by Metro Boomin, which is also narrated by the one and only God himself, Morgan Freeman. And the music is good. If you wait, if you've been waiting for Twenty One to drop some new shit like me, you're gonna love it. It's trap. It's hood. He's doing his Twenty One shit, and I just love it. And he actually has stepped up his bar game too, because now he's just not rapping. He's rhyming, which doesn't make sense, but trust me, it makes sense to me. And like, he's putting that extra effort he's into his that bars, extra effort in, um, into his lyrics. Exactly. Lyricism. And you can see the growth in Twenty One from when he first started started to where he is now. I have no problem with that. Do your thing, young man. And if Do your you're thing. questioning why is Morgan Freeman just on the album, he is doing great interlude and transition voices to each song, which makes the whole album even more better as a whole. Word. And before we move on, Ross, is there anything in the world of uh, video games you want to talk about real quick? Uh, yes. Transition. As y'all know that the consoles come out next month. Wait, no. Yes, next month. Next month is November. So, uh, with that being ahead, uh, the day of the Xbox releases, not only will uh, they come out, but EA Play will actually officially be added to the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, the day before that comes out, Gears Tactics will finally be ported to Xbox and will be on the Game Pass. And um, unclear yet, might have to figure out some stuff, but uh, the Xbox pre-orders might re-go back up. Mm. But we know for a flat, there will not be no new pre-orders going up live for the PlayStation 5. So, fingers crossed, people. Wait for that second shipment or wait for them people that cancel them orders if you're trying to get a day one. Hell yeah. And with that being said, that's going to bring an end to Yo, It's Poppin'. Oh, actually, no. There is one more thing. Cyberpunk one finally went gold, y'all. So you know what that means. That's one more thing I don't care about. <laughs> True, but for for his gaming nerds, Word. it means that the game's actually now being produced for shipment, and the game doesn't, if anything, will get a day one patch that's not that big, and the game's technically ninety five percent complete to shipment. Yo, that Cyberpunk has been in development for a long time. Uh, it was supposed time. to drop out in February. Literally, that and, and, that and Avengers were supposed to come out beginning of this year. Cyberpunk was Keanu technically... Keanu going to be on John Wick 7 by the time that shit comes out. You're going to have like the whole dog <laughs> yeah, in the Cyberpunk game. Cyberpunk was supposed to come out a whole December of last year. And they pushed it all the way to now. Word. All right. 
So now here we go. Where are we going? We going. And we're about to geek out. We geeking. Yes, because we, we geeking out we geek, about geek, this geek, Aka geek, awesome, this pitch fabulous ass film, this sonically seductive piece of cinema. Yes, baby. It's not other than the... I'm not going to start banging on the table because that's just going to fuck up with the audio. But yeah, we're yeah. talking about 2012's Pitch Perfect. Mm. Yes, um, I'm going to be a hipster right now because I actually saw this movie in the theaters before it got popular by the masses after the Cup song took over the, um, the interwebs. Which we were doing the Cup shit as kids. Ah, I, grew up I grew up doing the cup yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. too. I did. All right, cup <laughs> stuff is not the cup song. <laughs> no, it actually is the same. Like I said, they ain't the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that on Zoom. But like I said, I saw it in theaters with the homegirl Leslie, aka Rice Cakes. Y'all heard her on the show before, and like I loved it. We saw the preview for it while seeing some other movie. I think it was like Twilight or some shit like that. It could have been a Harry Potter. I'm like, ooh, wasn't I with y'all that night? No, you was uh, no. It was just me and Leslie that saw that shit in theaters. Cause it's like, oh, word, a movie about acapella, women singing, and it's a comedy, word. And also, this is a time when we were gleeking out because we were Glee fans. So anything musical, doing shit like that, like gotta watch it. So watched the movie, loved it, bought it on DVD, showed the homies, and for like, I kid you not, for at least a good two months solid every day, I watched that movie. At some point in time. Because once I tried to stop fucking with it, it came on HBO. And I was staying at Ross. And we all, like me, Ross, Kev, we all staying together at the time. So Ross will wake and bake. He'll wake up, play the movie. I go to work, come back, chilling, flip through HBO. The movie's on, play it. We get ready for the night, play the movie, come back from a night out drunk. Fuck, what we gonna do? Drink a little bit more? All right, play the movie. So then I started working at the hotel after I went cold turkey. I'm like, I got to stop watching this movie every fucking day. Had to stop. But as soon as I started working at the hotel doing laundry, what's like the number one song on the radio? The fucking cup song. So you know what happened? I relapsed. And I relapsed hard. And I fall right back into it. And I'm not mad at it, but it's just fucking hilarious to see like three grown black men just watch this movie three times a day just because it's on, it's easy, and it's fun. And it's awesome. There's nothing to do at times. It's Aka awesome. You got it. That's that alley oop. (laughs) Yeah, there was nothing to do. And I actually got to recall you. You took me to go see it the second time because you was like, it was too good. You had to go see it twice. So we saw it the second time. And then you bought the DVD, watched the shit out of it, stopped watching the DVD because it hit HBO. That was during the time when we always just would be on HBO because we were bored. So it was ESPN, HBO, and Cartoon Network all day. That is true. So we were just stuck with it. And then Kelsey went, we all went cold turkey because it went off HBO and we stopped watching the DVD and we went back to our normal lives. And next thing you know, Kelsey replayed the shit again and we. We went back on it, but it wasn't a. It wasn't like it was Mean Girls. Mean Girls is probably our worst because we literally left it on twenty four seven, and that was what we were doing, regardless of anything. Would turn on ATV in the house, and Mean Girls would be playing on one of the two DVDs downstairs. Amber, what got you into Pitch Perfect? What made you be like, "Ooh, I need to watch this movie"? 
it's honestly the acapella. I just love listening to it because their voices are amazing. Word. And then the comedy aspect of it, the little snide little things that they yes. slide in there all the time. Were you a singer in school? Were you a part of a choir or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I did choir um, throughout elementary school. Didn't continue after that, but I love to sing. I mean, we sing all the time when you yes, come to the do. house. We sing. Yes, we do. And dance. No shame about singing. Theatrics. And dance. Yeah. Theatrics is yep. my thing. So I just like grooving to it, you know? Exactly. Yep. That's what's up. And speaking of like the little snide things, one of my favorite things about the movie is its quotableness. Yes. Like it's so quippy. It's just little lines here, there, and mm-hmm. third. Like for that's what I love about show because like every time I'm like yo, this is gonna be the structure of this episode. We're gonna do this. No, fuck that shit. So the part of the movie when um, fucking Chloe runs into um, Becca in the shower yeah. and has make her basically audition, and uh, Becca's just like, oh, you just. You're real confident. She's like, you can't see what I'm doing right now. She's like, yeah, I am. Just little shit, mm-hmm. little lines like that. Yep. Like, I loved it. Okay, speaking of lines, what are some of you guys' favorite um, lines, quotes from the movie? Uh, oh, the day after initiation, when everybody got drunk and they was... And the and the first two females had to get kicked out the band because they done broke the rule, because yes. they done got their vaginas taken. <laughs> By the opposing male team. The Trouble Tones. The Trouble Tones. They in Trouble Bone. <laughs> and even when uh, fucking... Uh, you got a musical boner. <laughs> oh, well, like, no, you t- wait, when Aubrey was talking to Becca, when Becca was leaving, like, I could totally see your toner. And she, Becca was like, no, that's my dick. I was like, yes! yes. <laughs> like, that's what a woman would say. Woman, like, women don't have to be all crazy. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, that's my dick. Like, talk to her like a real G. Like, mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Oh man, I love that. My personal favorite line comes from the girl Stacy when she just points to her vagina and like, he's a hunter. And they're like, am I he? And she just looks at him like, once again, just did a little head. And I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm like, yo, that's fucking funny because it's a hunter. She lets you know what she about. Like, like she she's the hot chick. She's the quote unquote slutty one, but mm-hmm. ain't no shame in your game. Like, if you want to have sex, have sex. Do your thing. Just make sure it's consensual. And it's not with like an animal or some shit, unless that animal could talk and give it your consent. Like one beaver really to not? another beaver. Beaver. I'm just saying. I'm I just mean, saying. Good point. But... I'm just saying. That's just me. <laughs> Y'all can do what y'all want to do. I'm just saying. I'm going to respect the woodland critters in all shapes and forms. <laughs> but at its thing, too, like with the movie, it just starts off with the ridiculousness of it sets the tone so high at the beginning when um, Aubrey uh, fucking. Throws up projectile vomits everywhere, like a scene out of Scary Movie 2 and shit. Because it's not like a little vomit. She It's like a fire extinguisher of just fluids. Just, bah! if you've seen the movie, you know. If you haven't, watch oh, it. Well, you need to watch it. And it's then from that point great. on, it's all downhill from there. But oh, yeah. uphill too, because then you actually get the story, which the movie's about. Becca going to college, figuring out what who she want to be and how she wants to get there. Amber never said her favorite moments. So. Oh, it's a, I was going to say, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's when they're um, they're working out in the auditorium and Fat Amy's like laying behind. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I'm doing something horizontally. I don't I'm know running exactly. Horizontally. Running horizontally. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm just going to let Because she's got some funny things that comes out oh, yeah. of her mouth. I'm going like, to finish him like a burrito. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, like, come on, man. Like, Ashley's not Fat Amy, it's Fat Patricia. 
Like, oh, uh, it's, it's so many little lies. I swallowed my twin cousin in, in fetus. Yes. <laughs> yes. And from Lily. Lily is like the beatboxer of the group. She's a... Uh, She's an Asian shorty, but she speaks so low, and that's one of the running gags. Like you really don't until know you get to episode what three. she's saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until you get sequel. to the third one. Yeah, but you really don't know what she's saying. That's one of the examples. We'd be like, "Yo, where the captions at?" So when you have characters like that, put the captions on. I'm like, "Oh, she actually said that." That's fucking funny, and that's one thing too about the whole trilogy. Because once we do the third one, we could talk about it in its whole totality. But there's things that overlap and go on to other films that are called back to the previous movies. And they just set them up so perfect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the movie also put, I want to say put Anna Kendrick on the map, but it was that breakout role for her that took her to that next level because then yeah. she was in, what Disney movie was it? Uh, Into the Woods? I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she mm-hmm. could sing and she mm-hmm. could carry a note. Like she has a hit um, record with the Cup song. And then you have... Um, she got her own TV show from HBO Max. Yep, she got a lot, a, single a lot of shit. Then you have like the character Cynthia. She plays... The lesbian character played by Esther Dean, the artist that gave us Drop It, Drop It Low, Girl, Drop It, Drop mm-hmm. It Low. She does a couple of songs on other soundtracks in this series. But then she has little moments, too, when, like, they got scared about something. And Stacey's like, ah! Oh! Then she's like, I'll protect you. And then she's grabbing the titties and shit. <laughs> and then it's just like, like, yo, girl. Like, I don't know why you do it. We, sit, we here right now. No, I'm the, grabbing things, too. But the whole bet with uh, Fat Amy and uh, what you call it in the callback at the end. Yeah. With her. And yeah. you come to find out that it's not just only one person on the... In the group that's a lesbian, and yeah. her lesbian girlfriend was also an acapella. And that's the real subtle because a lot of this shit in the movie that I love, you only catch rewatching this because you're so focused on what's in front of you and what you're hearing as far as the music goes. Mm-hmm. But then you catch all that little dialogue and all the like background shit and how everything does connect. Because like, for example, like the guy Jesse, uh, played by Skylar Ashton, who's also in one of my favorite new series on the Extraordinary uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on NBC. He plays the love interest to um, Becca, but then they set up the hot DJ, college DJ that's older, and make you think, like, oh, it's going to be like a love triangle, but it's not. And I was like, oh, shit, cool, you didn't go so cliche with it. But then even him being a part of the Treble Tones, like the um, the rival male group, and their least, um, the lead singer in that is Bumper, played by Adam Devine from Workaholics. His star actually rose a lot after that movie, too. But then just Jesse and Becca's relationship, I always found a little frustrating because Jesse was just trying to be a good dude that you could tell is digging Becca, but she's so closed off and like, mm-hmm. I don't need you. I'm my mom, but yeah, you do. But you acting like we don't have a connection, but then when I'm trying to do the right thing and tell your dad that you're in jail, you get mad at me. Nobody else had your back. Everybody else dipped on you. Like, mm-hmm. let me be the nice guy. And also his roommate, uh, Benji. Benji. Yeah, there we yes. go. Yeah, fucking Benji, Benji is yeah. so fucking awkward and adorable. <laughs> Because they went to this fucking acapella mixer and Jesse telling this motherfucking Benji not to be weird. And Benji's like, okay. And then just like a dove out of nowhere just flies because he's in the magic <laughs> and shit. Yep. It's, it's, oh my God. But what's even more hilarious is the fact that you know Benji's in the acapella, but you didn't know Jesse was into it. And then you just find out like, oh, that was one of Jesse's secret hidden passion. Why? Because he loves movies. Why? Because he wants to do soundtracks for movies. That's the reason why he's interning as a DJ. Yes, and um, speaking of music, because we don't have the license to any of these songs, so what were some of your favorite musical scenes in the first one? Um, I mean, honestly, when they finally do, or their first, like, in uh, the pool, get oh. together. Oh, the riff-off. Yeah, the riff-off. Yeah, because... Yeah. 
I mean, not to go into too much detail, but you see a lot of those throughout the movies, and that was your first, like, glimpse into it, and yes. those are fun. That was fun, because yep. it was something different. I was like, mm-hmm. do motherfuckers really do this shit? Or somebody was sitting there like, <laughs> no, it would be cool. Yeah. Like, like a rap cypher, but with acapella groups, and we put it, make it real urban. We make it real yeah. grounded and gritty. We put it yeah. in a abandoned pool. In a pool. Exactly. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a pool in the middle of the summer where it should be filled, but they're just having it empty not. for no reason in the acapella group. What's even more weird is it's big enough that it's like a stadium-sized pool, but yet not looking like a stadium-sized pool at the same time. I don't know, but they... Because they had the, they had people crawl down, but you had people sitting at the edge of the pool. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all right. And as well as the school wasn't even known for swimming or none of that. I just so realized that's the why the pool's empty. Be like, you know what? Cut the budget. Yeah. <laughs> no more they, swimming. Nah, no more swimming. They winning shit. They never yeah. even explained any of their school sports. They said well, the how good the acapella was doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because one of my favorite musical moments, probably, it's just the little things too. Like, because they do a whole thing, like, put your hands in and they do, oh, they all mm-hmm. sing okay, but that's one thing, a thread throughout the whole movie. It could never get it right until the end. And it's like, oh, they oh, finally they got it. it. They did the thing. Like, they came together. Like, fuck yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, I gotta say, shit, that's I'm my... going with the Treble Tones final song sequence. Oh, with, um, the magic. Because they got the Benji magic. in the group. Yeah. Nigga, when they get Benji and they do the whole. I got the magic because he's the magic guy. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah, get as that As well wrong. as he always wanted to be a part of the group and, and he never, finally and got he never made it. Because Bumper leads to go on tour with fucking John Mayer. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite art is the bus scene when they start seeing Molly Cyrus. And then they all get to part. Put my hands up. They all look at Becca like, bitch, you know you want to sing. So I put my And they just be grooving and having a good ass time. And then, of course, they run out of gas and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Of and the thing, too, was funny, too. That's when they had to um, get a ride from the Treble Tones because prior to that, fucking Bumper threw a whole burrito at Fat Amy. And she's like, I've been shot. I've been shot. They was like, they sit there trying to give her ass mouth to mouth. Like, girl, get off me. It's not that serious. But then she had, like, a piece of burrito behind her ear. She's like, no, I'm going to leave that there. It fuels my rage. Because Bumper and Fat Amy got that tension, like they hate each other, but at the same time, like, nah, they fucking, and guess what? They, they fucking. fucking. <laughs> and it go against the whole, you don't fuck trebles because they're our rival. But like, you know what? It's but not that serious. Amy was able to secretly fuck a treble tone. Yes, they kept that shit relatively on the low for a while. Have. Yes. Oh, okay. So my question then would be, which character of them all do you relate to the most? Lily. Lily, <laughs> yeah, I yep, can see uh, that. Yep, uh, yeah. I said the devil does possess your body. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but Lily and I like too because there's a scene in the movie where the the band breaks up and they get back together, and you mm-hmm. can and Lily's in like this underground like beatbox battle scene out of nowhere. I was like, oh, work! All right, that makes sense because she's like she's be. Doing all that shit, that's my worst impersonation of a beatboxer. <laughs> like, Ever. my mouth didn't even, even know how to work. Like, it just turned to noodles or some shit, but... <laughs> but what about you, Amber? Amber, who's, uh, like, your I, favorite character or the character you see yourself most as? Well, my favorite characters is... These are all going to sound cliche, but it is Fat Amy, just because of the amount of just... Fat Amy-ness? I, she just... Well, she just doesn't give a shit. She just is who she is, which is awesome, but... 
I had to pick someone I relate to, it's probably Becca, just like this angsty girl in like my early 20s, which rebel relates Aries. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not as angsty as I used to be, but it was that it feels Black very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, she's relatable going into college, like wanting to do her own thing. Her dad doesn't approve of everything she's doing. Like, She's got all this stuff going on, and then she finds this group of girls that's like, all right, we got you. And she's like, I don't want you, and then finally settles into a place. Word, because I'm glad you brought up Fat Amy, because when she introduces herself to Chloe and Audrey at the beginning, it's like, your name's Fat Amy? I'm like, yeah, I call myself that so you skinny bitches can't talk, talk about me she behind my back. Produce, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, it's like the eight-mile uh, treatment. Mm-hmm. Diss yourself before people can just... Take the ammunition away from them. Yep. And I fucks with that because, long story short, if you know more than one Amy, if one of them is fat, that's fat Amy. Just like in the hood. Which Mike? Big Mike, little Mike, Mike Mike, old Mike, young Mike. Like you, there's the accidents are there for a reason. White Mike, we all know a white Mike. (laughs) We all know a white Mike. And white Mike is normally the blackest one out the squad, too. He keep his J's in boxes. That's the only reason you know he got them. You never see him in them hoes, but he got it. Back in high school, he had the whole velour track suit with the Air Force Ones. And that was his good. That's his good clothes too. <laughs> Either he brought him out when it's basketball. Or he going out to the club. Yeah, and it's definitely White Mike is definitely your family's favorite white friend that you have. Like why more? Why more? Like more, why more of them can't be like Mike? See, Mike a good one. Mike could come over anytime. He get the ones always. He get the one cut at a black barber shop. For real, your parents be like, you know what? Can we do a trade? Can I get Mike? You could go home with. You could stay at Mike's crib. Eat all that potato salad with the raisins in. Mike stand over here tonight. <laughs> but for me, you're not that bad. This is why you're getting electrocuted. See, you like raisins and shit in your potato raisins salad. And potato salad. Sounds potato salad supposed to be warm, nigga. <laughs> but for me, I would have to go very cliche. I have to go with the boy Jesse. I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm always the good dude that's just interested in the chick that probably really is not interested interested that much in you. But yet, you have to try because if you don't try, you will never succeed. And then, body chick over, make her watch your make her watch. Suggest that you watch your favorite movies. Bring her a Capri Sun or two. Okay, pop some popcorn and see what happens. But then, that's why I love the end of the movie when they do the whole the whole sequence and she incorporates um. The Breakfast Club don't song. Don't you forget about me. Yeah, don't you forget about me. Because she didn't like movies because they were so predictable. Which is fucking stupid exactly. and weird for a kid in this generation in their 20s at that time and period to never watch a movie growing up because they're pretentious. That means you didn't watch TV. So what's the point of you making the point about movies if TV's the same? And I'm just like, yo, cause I've been just like Jesse, like, girl, you ain't watch no movies. Then she's like, no, nah. I'm like, let's watch a movie. Like, mm. <laughs> then you watch the movies, and then she incorporate the Breakfast Club song because he wants to be a center for talk, uh, uh, score, a movie scorer. So, and that's one of his favorite movies, like with most people. And then just to see his eyes just light up, like, oh my god, you watched the movie. That's something we connect to it. And he's just like. Damn, girl, I think I love you. I'm like, yo. I was like, yo, that's me. I'm like, yo. <laughs> she did the X-Men thing I told her about. Oh, my no. God. She might get a black baby. No. But, and again, she don't know how to do black hair, so that might be a no. conflict of interest. But anyways. What if she studied for it, though? 
I don't think they keep treat urban like braidery in school. Like, school. Uh, beauty school, yeah, you can. Beauty school dropout. Go back to high school. <laughs> 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 little thing about grease, baby. Yeah. <laughs> now she want to grease my scalp. That's a whole nother conversation. But I just want to talk about uh, two of the unsung heroes of this film, and there would be Gail and John, both played respectively mm-hmm. by Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins. Mm-hmm. They are the mediators the acapella events in all these movies. They MC this shit and it's so off the raw and funny because she's a woman, of course, and she's not necessarily dry, um, deadpan, but she's definitely... Traditionally. She's a traditionalist. Then you have Johnny, which is the most misogynistic, straight. Right. He don't even understand what he's saying. It's inappropriate and outdated, right. but he says it anyway and that's the joke that he doesn't get that what he's saying is just off the rail and it's so funny when he says the shit he says cause not verbatim but it's like yeah maybe now they understand the importance of being in the kitchen a little bit more like, well, yo, what yeah. the? maybe now they should they what? will understand that women should be in the kitchen sometimes and not it's better, on the stage exactly. sometimes it's better to be seen not heard and maybe the bellas would get this one day I'm like yo what <laughs> and then she's like, like well maybe that's explains why you, your lack of love XYZ but yes, that dynamic is hilarious. It hits all the right beats. And yeah, we can literally talk about this movie all a day, but <laughs> we won't. So that's going to bring this portion of the show. Yo, we kicking out to we an geeking. end. So now this is a part called Yo, Check It Out, where we check, give check, recommendations check to the people out there that are pitch fans like ourselves. I'm going to start off with me. So if you watch Pitch Perfect, you love acapella singing. I don't know if it's still on um, Hulu, but if it is, definitely check out the competition show called The Sing-Off, hosted by Nick Lachey. Um, some of the judges are Sarah Bareilles, mm-hmm. my boy from Boys and Men, Sean, mm-hmm. and Ben Foster from Ben Folds 5. Is that his name? Ben Folds. Mm-hmm. Ben Folds from Ben Folds 5. Yeah. Oh, because he folds five hands to caress the guitar to play the instrument? Five hands? Five fingers. That's what I meant to say. But if he has five hands, because he might be a Buddhist or something, or in the Hinduism, one of those um, brown Indian type of religions, mm-hmm. he might be like, like a Shiva or some shit, like Goro from Mortal Kombat, and have some things going for him that Goro I just don't see. I know, but that's besides the point. This is the ridiculous and random aspect of the show. But yes, he's a guest host and a host on it, and it's musical, it's competition, some of my favorite covers. From that of all time come from that show because it was a black group from Alabama. I can't um, recall the name off the top, but they um, do a very soulful rendition of one of my favorite group songs, Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved, and it slapped. Imagine like Maroon 5 and they were black and they just had all that soul and just poured all that shit on that syrupy pop shit. That shit hit. But yes, the sing off. Check it out. Love it like I did. Ross, what about you? What did you want to recommend? <sighs> Uh, I will have to recommend. I'm gonna have to go with old school yet again recommendation. High School Musical. Oh, you can't go wrong with High School Musical. Which I one? Oh, I'm going. I'm in the streets. I'm hitting two, baby. Ooh, two. What it was the summer? I'm hitting two. I'm hitting two, baby. Nigga, that's some. That, that two was good. Two I, was I, great. I can't believe how two much that. That man, that was good. Yo, when they had the whole beef with um. With Zach Afron, with Troy ass, because he want to be out there playing golf with motherfuckers fucking... while they in the kitchen and cleaning and doing all this shit for the riches. We yeah, we don't talk about this in high school musical. Yeah, we gonna have, soon. we gonna have to do that. That might be the next one. I'm gonna set that up. 
mentally. All right, High School Musical two. Two. Was it just two? Was there no anything after it? No, I'm gonna just no subtitles. Just High School Musical two. Yeah, High School Musical two. Word, word. What about you, Amber? Whew, tough question. Um, all right, you can all make fun of me if you want, but I love The Voice, Ooh. and I've watched. Every single season. This one was weird because it got cut off with like COVID and they had to sing their songs at home and record it. And it was real weird. So I didn't technically watch the end of that one. But I love that show every time it comes on. So because my boy Adam Levine. I, well, he is on there. He's yes. not always on there, but he's m- one of the most long standing judges. That's what I coaches, first started. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my boy Adam Levine. Yeah. Because during that time period, it was out. Because that's why I got a lot of my swag from too. It's like, yo, I want to dress like an express model. That's why I fuck with Room <laughs> yeah. Five. Like, yo, that's why I got a lot of express ties. You gotta express yourself somehow. Yeah. Like, shit, I was trying to get me a little pop soulful group popping up in these streets. Yep. But it was like him, Christina Aguilera, and Blake Shelton was the original three guests. Yep. Or host yeah. judge. I, I think it's um, um. I think Pharrell came later. Pharrell came later. They had Pharrell. Yeah. They had um, John, Legend, John Legend. John Legend. Usher. Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Clarkson, yeah. They've Alicia Keys. Few, which mm-hmm. Alicia Keys did amazing. I love Alicia Word. Keys. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. With that being said, that's going to be it. So thank you guys for listening once again to another episode of Yo, Yo Where the, the Captain's at. at. Amber, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. And also, a captioner, because you are also a fan and you do listen. I'm glad that you enjoy wasting your time by listening to us with our breaths. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me. Yes. No, yeah. no, no, I also want to give a shout out to a special individual in here, the boy Brian. You can't Love see you, me, Brian. but I'm waving at him right now. No, he's not. Stop <laughs> giving away <laughs> the <laughs> magic. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> you don't do that. It's for illusion. But yes, because just let y'all know a little background story. Brian and Amber are wed, and Brian (laughs) has never seen any of the pictures, so he was a trooper. So each week we watch one movie. Now he can critique the movie specifically onto why he doesn't like it in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Instead of just hating it just for the sake of hating, now he could just now he could deliberately point to a scene or actress and be like, see. This was bad writing. That's just unbelievable. She's not even hitting the doodads and the deal hookies on the keyboard. Because that's not how real musical engineering works. And while we watching it, I was like, I appreciate that. Because I didn't know that shit. I was just looking at mouse moves. <laughs> but that also let me know he knows what the fuck he's talking about. And always listen to anybody that are knowledgeable of things I am not. Because the only way you learn is by shutting up and listening. So mm-hmm. thank you, Brian. Thank you for being true to you. As well as now being even more mad at the puns we make because you've seen the movies. <laughs> and the thing too, just so, that's why I love watching things with people that might not have been a fan of it. You never know what you might like. And there's little things here just to look over and you see somebody just, alright. That's all it is, just a, okay. You got me there. <laughs> that wasn't an impersonation of Brian, by the way. That was not a person. It's just, no. This is just a generalization, but yes. <laughs> so thank you both for being here. And definitely like everybody know you were actually on this. You'd be like, yeah, you was on that podcast and them two brown dudes and the other black one talk about all the time. Like, yeah, black. they were. Now you can tell people like Wait, hey. we Muslims now and Daniel's black? You said the two brown dudes in the black. You tell me. Spooktober, <laughs> Spooktober baby. Spooktober is in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Roscoe, do you think I'm Muslim? No, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> See, somebody's listening. Somebody's listening. And once again, I'm going to say it as much as I have to. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Once again, for being captioners. Captioners. Merchandise is coming. I can't say to, I can't say soon, but eventually we will have merch out there. So make sure you purchase that shit. As always, I've been yours truly, Kels for Show. And I'm the one and only Roscoe Tinkoyo. And as always, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, be one or be nothing. Be kind, all And thank y'all for listening again. Love y'all. And have a good night. Really, nigga?